Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm talking today with Andrew Romeo from Melbourne-based company Arian Technologies, who has been working and providing support to the Australian pharmacy industry for the last 10 years. Initially with the Symbian Pharmacy Choice Group, this has also led to a close association with the Minfos Dispensary Point of Sale team. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. Uh, great to chat this morning. Andrew, while I've given you a very brief pharmacy introduction, the truth is that your industry association now covers an expanded network of support to over 1,500 pharmacies nationally and growing each week. So for the listeners today, who is Andrew Romeo? Who is Arian Technologies? And what's this um, product platform that close to 30% of Australian pharmacies now has access to? Well, plenty of question there. So basically, Arian Technologies started out, what was it, about 12, 13 years ago now. My business partner, Anthony, and I started straight out of uni, actually. So we'd uh, do something a little bit different, take a bit of a punt and start a business right out of uni. If I had my time again, I'd probably uh, not do it that way. But yeah, we learned a lot along the journey. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of ups and downs, but yeah, plenty of interesting paths along the, along the way. And one of those has been led into what is now pharmacy. So we got introduced into pharmacy through a pharmacist, actually. So we met a pharmacist that was looking to actually build a marketing group at the time. And he was dealing with a few different suppliers and wholesalers. And we got some introductions at that time. Some of the people we met were Pharmacy Choice. And uh, Pharmacy Choice was sort of at, an, at a need at the time where they were looking to solve a problem. And we ended up building some custom tech along the journey, which was about helping them get some marketing collateral down to stores. And in, in effect, it was the initial version of what is now Shopfront Solutions. It was built a good 10 years ago now, that initial version. And then about five, six years ago, we saw a bit of an opening in the market and basically looked at it and said, okay, could we commercialize a product like this? Everyone, everyone in the market may see some value from a, a ticketing solution as to what it was back then with the vision of becoming a marketing platform to better serve marketing groups and even stores at a store level because it was all about actioning marketing content at a store. And we started about that process. We began building what is now a SaaS platform, this fully web-based platform, which enables stores to print out marketing collateral from anywhere from flyers, ticketing, and the roadmap is leading into social components to this, as well as digital is now starting to be one of the things that we do within the shopfront business. So it's been an exciting time, exciting journey, working on the products. We are now in, yes, as you said, over 1,500 pharmacies in the products. And we're basically working across Pharmacy Choice, Pharmacy Alliance, and also Kempro up in uh, Queensland. So it's been a good journey so far. Great stuff. So if I say that back to you from a, a layman's point of view, you've got a platform that allows pharmacies to print tickets in their pharmacy and effectively eliminate those big bundles of, of pre-printed tickets being sent out, um, some which get used, some don't get used, and more often than not, there's probably not enough of the ones that you need. So, th so this allows a pharmacy team to actually print from the marketing promotion exactly the tickets they need for their specific pharmacy. Is that, that's what I've understood? Yeah, so it gives that flexibility because as stores get marketing packs, they're, they're pre-done, they're pre-set, you get one one or two tickets depending on what the range might be, but your store may be bigger, smaller, may not need these certain things, and it doesn't give you any flexibility to 
other things outside a marketing campaign, whereas the platform gives you that ability to go on, print some tickets that you might need if you want to put something on sale yourself and bring some attention to that product. So it is effectively actioned at the pharmacy level. And the, so, and again, that was going to be my next question. So as much as this might be driven from a catalogue or a promotion from the, the pharmacy group head office, mm. the, the system in each individual pharmacy allows them to create their own little promotions or their own items or their own tickets for their particular pharmacy. Yeah, that's right. So and gives them that customization too. So getting a, a pack of tickets are generally some standardized tickets with the sale on the top. But in a platform like ours, you can basically customize them brand those tickets yourself, put your own logos on those. It's really great for the independent offering. Okay, so so again, as much as we're trying to talk about a, a visual experience here, if we refer as a, as a baseline to the pre-printed, pre-printed tickets that would come out from a, a head office or from a printer, this allows the, the pharmacy to print on pre like pre-colored cards or and or print color and black and white onto cards and i guess also have their own you know specials or, or their own flavor so if there's a particular town flavor or a, or a community something have a community they could create their own little flyer for their own little um, town yeah it gives them that flexibility so they can go in design their own little flies as well as yes they can pre-print on colored paper which is brought in bulk that is an option and just put the black text on top or they can go ahead and invest in a decent colour printer because you will need that if you're going to go down this path uh, and print out the full colour tickets with your own labels uh, or logos on them, for example. So again, if I put a description over the top of this, this is a software platform used in pharmacy to help communicate to customers about specials or promotions or products of, of the month in, an, in a pharmacy's environment. Yeah, it's all about communication. When you're standing in a pharmacy, some of the stats that I've been seeing that like 70% 70 of buying decisions are made at the shelf, at the edge of the shelf. So as people are walking through the shelf, these bring attention. And if you're not ticketing correctly, you're missing certain buying opportunities and even bringing a new product to market. It's definitely something you should be looking at in terms of drawing attention to these products. Okay. So I would imagine through this journey, there's, there's probably been some challenges. We're, we're, we're dealing with um, a very tax, uh, sorry, tech, tech savvy, savvy industry in the pharmacy. They, the pharmacists love their technology. So has there been some challenges along the way with, with the platform and the build that you know, has created opportunity for enhancements and, and better outcomes? Well, I'll take it back to, so Shopfront is obviously the product, but Aerion is a we're a technology consulting business, development business, and we're doing it for quite a while. So one of the things that, that we know in the space is no product is ever going to be perfect off the get-go, but building it with customers in mind is really how we started out the approach. Yeah, so we did have that initial sort of prototype that we built as we would coin it before we went into this platform. So we knew there was a need there. There was definitely a user base there, and there was a requirement from marketing teams to push down this type of content to stores and get reporting from it, etc. But once you get it in the hands of stores, it becomes, the, the interesting part is that learning around how stores are going to behave with it, how they're going to pick it up quickly, because someone may come into a pharmacy, be working one shift a week, may have to print out tickets only once a month in some cases. So you want something that's going to be quite 
easy to use and, and flow through from the user's perspective. So one of the big things for us was learning that really. As we started building out more of a feature-rich platform, uh, we started stumbling across challenges where users may get a little bit lost in the platform. So we had to pair some things back. So that was probably some of the biggest learnings. And then as we moved it from what was a desktop solution, which was all installed on your local machine, and then it would pull content down. We moved this to a cloud-based solution. Now, some of the reasons for that is it was all about the roadmap plan, giving us the flexibility to move this to not just a ticketing platform, but to what is now moving into a marketing solution for stores with digital components brought in so you can get content on your screens, with the flyer components brought in, with socials coming in next year so you can actually promote from a social perspective through social media campaigns. So to do that, we, we decided to go down a web platform. Now, some of the, the challenges are when we did that, <laughs> one of the early things was we're actually using, and I'll get a little bit technical, but uh, I'm hopefully I'm going to the top of everybody. That's uh, okay. We'll, yeah, we'll, so we'll bear with you. Yeah, bear with me. So back in the day, we looked into some technology and we thought it was it was Java-based technology. You don't need to really know what that is, but it came became redundant about a year after we started building this thing. So we had to change tack. So that was a good, that was a good awakening. So we had to change the models how we were going to get tickets from the the web to the to the printer. So we had to actually yeah start evolving a new solution. As we did that, we had our own sort of stumbling blocks and we got to a point where, yes, we launched the product. It was all operational. But once we started bringing on more and more customers, we found that it wasn't overly scalable. So we had to rethink that again. So as you build technology, it's always evolving and changing. Technology changes and the web has significantly changed in the time since we started building the piece of Shopfront solutions. So you're always learning, evolving technically, but always learning and evolving with your users too. And, and look, I guess as we go through this discussion, we'll talk mm. more and more about where you've taken the platform today. But mm. my question for now would be is that yeah. given where the platform is today and where you're taking it, if you were to step back that 10 years ago, did you ever envisage that this is where it might end up or has this evolved through the, through the journey? Like anything, it, it always evolves through a journey. You've got a starting point and that, that starting point was to solve one problem, help stores get tickets on the shelf quickly and efficiently and branded to for them that was the, the initial the thing the starting point but then it's over time you look at oh, how do we get more efficient in that and things along the lines of integrating with pod systems has come about so now we integrate with uh, the likes of zed minfos fred is coming too lots i believe is coming as well in 2021 where stores can now walk around with a phone scan some barcodes on a shelf and then send those tickets straight to printing now, where does that efficiency lie? Well, I don't have to search products anymore. As I'm walking shelf, if, if there's some empty spaces, I can quickly create tickets, put something on sale and, and build some efficiencies. So these sort of things come about as you speak to users and as you get feedback from users as to what may serve them, what could help them at a store level. And yeah, it's always evolving really. So you never really have the final answers. Answers, yes. So on that basis, and, and I, I guess as I've researched um, your business and the yep. journey, so started off with the, the pharmacy choice group with Symbian, and then I think Chempro right. was your, your next client. Were, was there some development specifically for Chempro? Again, I'm not looking for confidential information mm. because the, the platform is now available, but mm -hmm. you know, was there something that you did for Chempro that took it to the next step? And then I guess after that one with the pharmacy alliance group, you know, what was the development stages that, that sees the platform how it is today? Again, working with people in the pharmacy industry 
you to create a, a tech platform that helps mm. the end users. I think, as I recall back, working with Kimpro, they were just looking for a way to manage and report on what was actually happening at stores. That's one of the big things from a from a marketing group perspective or from a, a top level perspective or head office, whatever you might call it. They want to know what's happening at the store level. Are things being actioned? That's what drew them to our platform. They were able to get real-time reporting and updates. But then what's what evolved from there was really the integration pieces. So they're all on Minfos, which was quite handy. So all stores are running through Minfos, which made it a bit easier. So we started the integration piece with Minfos, which was pulling out promotions for a store. So if they're running store promotions, we can then pull them out and then put them straight into some sort of printing. But then that evolved into what is now the app that started to get built and rolled out as of last year. So they're the things that we've been building with Kempo. But through the groups and through more stores coming on board, that's probably where the new vision for the product is going. Which, it's, uh, yeah, okay. evolved so from. Yes, so before you go on into the Pharmacy Alliance group, so if I can just say back what I think I heard you say with the the Kempro group was that because they were all on Minfos, because they shared a database, whereas a ticketing platform in the past would have relied on a promotional file to be sent from head office or a little promotion built in the pharmacy, your integration of the Shopfront Solutions platform with Minfos initially, Mm -hmm. uh, and again with this mobile scanning app that you can use on your phone, allows a pharmacy assistant or a retail manager to walk around the pharmacy um, and create promotions at the shelf or print tickets from the shelf. You don't have to go back with with a handwritten list of codes to kind of type them in and then create the file. You can do this with a mobile app at the shelf in the pharmacy. That's what I think I've understood. Yeah, it's exactly what I understood. So that came about when we were initially running some trials with some stores. And the realization was, geez, it takes a lot of time <laughs> to figure out where I want to put tickets, write everything down, and then go back and then manually type in this data. And I think we spent at one store in particular three or four hours helping them set up some tickets around their shelves. And I was thinking to myself, and we started asking questions, how else might we do this better? And that started evolving in what became the first, which is now integrated with Minfos for Kempro rollout first. And it's rolling out to the rest of our customers now. So yeah, that is definitely where it started from. Okay, so so again, yeah, the, the Shopfront Solutions platform actually has access to or interrogates the, the price file database in the individual pharmacy. Yes, so they get live pricing out of their pharmacy itself. Obviously, pharmacies can have different pricing across different stores, even in the same banner. Yeah, so it is important to get the pricing at the store level, not from a head office pushing down. That's okay for promotions, but not what's happening in real time in a store level. Yeah, cool. Well, I think I've understood that, and hopefully the listeners do as well. But we'll we'll include links in our show notes to the the webpage for this as well. So if I move on then to the Pharmacy Alliance, which which I think, from again, from the journey there's already research is your next major client so what what kind of development came in in terms of working with them that that sees the platform where it is now and and i guess future well when we first engaged and started talking with pharmacy alliance it was more about expanding what was being put on the ticket so that started evolving putting custom logos on tickets it started evolving putting barcodes on tickets qr codes i think is one of the next things that will go on tickets so it started evolving what was printed at the shelf level that was one of the major things a little bit on a reporting side too so we started increasing uh, what was happening from a reporting perspective what information you could get active logins to the platform, et cetera, how often people were actually going back and using it, not just what they were printing. So it started increasing the tracking through the platform. 
through the, our journey with pharmacy clients, we've been working with them for oh, almost 12 months now. Yeah, not quite 12 months, but getting there now. We started looking at what the, the vision for the product really is. And as a marketing team perspective, they don't just push out tickets. There's a whole lot of collateral that goes along with pushing out a campaign. And that ventures into some stores have digital, some stores need social requirements to post out Instagram tiles, to post out Facebook posts, for example. And it started talking around that conversation and it's opened up what this platform really will be come 2021, which is an end-to-end marketing solution that covers off in-store ticketing, flyers, thinking posters. How do we get a poster to a store that's an A1 poster? We're making it efficient and allowing them to customize that. How do we allow a store to customize their social tiles and post those? So it's thinking of becoming more of a marketing platform that's still controlled from a head office perspective, but giving the stores that flexibility to customize across all the medium. Okay, I mean, that's that's quite a, a broad approach then, isn't it? So if, I, if again, the journey's taken you from initially just printing a, a flag that would go onto the, the shelf in front of the product yes. to, to now that theme, that promotion, a pharmacy within those groups, uh, either today or fairly shortly or in 2021, would be able to use this platform and, and the media file from the head office or the one that they've created for themselves and then apply that theme across all of their, whether it's whether it's a shelf label, whether it's a, a flyer for the counter, whether it's a, a, a poster. Obviously, printing posters, there would yes. be limit, there would be printer limitations in a pharmacy, but does that allow the, the a larger poster if you could send it out to like an office works or someone like that? That's a vision, yeah. So we're looking to some channel partners that we would integrate with and then send files to. So allow stores to still do that customization, put their logos on, maybe change some typeface or whatever it might be. And then send it to a printer and get it delivered just to, to ease that burden of them running down with a, a USB drive down to office works, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. dropping out of the, out of the yeah. store and taking people off the floor. And I think there are smarter ways to do things. And that's, that's the vision for where we're taking it. So, yeah, so effectively in a particular pharmacy, they might have a file from the head office that might need a bit of customization for their own site, location, trading hours, et cetera, creates a new file that they can email to a printer supplier who could print a poster a window poster something bigger yes. and, and and again I, i've dealt with some of those companies i mean they can turn some of that stuff around within 24 hours yeah, so you could actually correct. you know in the current um covid environment you could potentially have a, a covid poster customized and printed in your mm-hmm. in your window within kind of 24 48 hours at maximum kind of thing i would imagine yeah i think the consumers expect and still at, a, at the level consumers expect things quickly these days and yeah if you can take a file down to officeworks potentially you can get it straight away yes. sometimes you might have to wait two hours yeah. depending on how busy yeah. you are even four hours yeah. so yeah. if we can get to a 24-hour delivery time frame i think that's a good outcome especially at a pharmacy level when they can get mm-hmm. all their their drugs delivered from wholesaler in the 24-hour yeah. period so we need to sort of be matching that expectation yeah, no. And, and I guess something too, if I take that a step further, the turnaround time to get a pull-up banner printed, which some pharmacies do use, then, then there'd obviously be the option for that one as well, I would imagine. So before we go on to, I know this is heading towards the digital arena, but I have to kind of put my um, greenie hat on here, not, not 100% greenie, but getting close. Yeah. There's a lot of paper that we're talking about here. I, I think I saw something on your website about uh, an offset program. What, what do you guys do for, to help with that? Yeah, so um, it's one thing we actions. I think we had a bit of a conscious uh, conversation about what we're actually doing because we are printing a lot of paper. 
at a store level or we're getting them sent out to stores in some capacity. So we started a program which is all about planting trees. And I think to date there's over yeah, a good 700 trees that have been planted as a, a result of the program. So we do continuously do that and donate to a tree planting program uh, to offset what we are doing in terms of printing out paper on a, on a yeah. daily, weekly, monthly basis. Cool. And, I, and I'm sure some of the listeners will be very pleased to hear that. As I said, it's, uh, con- consumerism has um, been a, a, a big growth area in <laughs> so many areas. And I, I, I certainly, as I said, I'm not, a, I'm not completely a greenie, but I'm certainly starting to become very aware of our world and our climate. And uh, I just see the amount of plastic that I throw away every day. And I'm it's thinking, crazy. Like, what, what can we do about that? But anyway, so we said that that's the, the tickets and the posters and the flyers. So the platform then is morphing into an, a platform that can actually take that same media file from either custom in in the pharmacy or from the head office environment and actually play it on a digital screen in the pharmacy is that that's what i've heard isn't it yeah so and you need to think about how that's going to work right so the type of content you're going to put on the shelf is going to be very different to the type of content you need to put on a screen so in in the end marketing is all about the same brand message consistency is really important to when you wrap marketing especially in the store level so it's all about keeping that consistent brand from screen to shelf edge to posters in the in the window, to maybe it's a digital screen in the window, to what ends up on a, a Facebook post, to then what ends up on an Instagram post. So post. that's the thing to think about. All the content will be slightly varied across these mediums because there are yep. different different cons- consumption, right? So yes, but getting them onto digital, there should be some consistency because. I've seen plenty of stores where you walk into and there are black screens, especially in the pharmacy space where there's nothing being shown. Yep. We hope to help alleviate that problem. And also some things that aren't consistent with message because they're complicated to operate around and change content. So how do we better improve that process and make it happen quickly from a top level or from a store level where you can flick over a switch and then the content changes. So that's that's the vision for where we're taking digital. Taking that, yeah. And look on that note, aware that Ascot Vale Pharmacy here in Melbourne, and I'm hoping to get uh, Jane Mitchell, the one of the pharmacist and one of the owners there, onto one of our podcasts in the new year. But uh, I'm, I'm aware that you've actually set these digital screens up in their pharmacy with them. How, how did that that go and how's that all working? Yeah, so Jane Ascot Vale Pharmacy was one of our trial sites. That is going quite smoothly now. It all we installed a window facing screen and a couple of internal screens. And there's things to think about, right? So there's a portrait screen in the front window, but then there's landscape screens inside. So you've got different types of content you need to manage. And she can all she can manage all that content from a simple web platform. She logs into can upload some photos, change some backgrounds. I know Jane's using a bit of Canva to actually help her design some things. So yeah, it is quite a simple, easy process to set up a um, a catalogue of what might get shown and a slideshow effectively on those screens that is all consistent with what she's doing on Instagram and Facebook, for example. And, and did I, again, a little bit of research I did behind the scenes, did I understand that as much as it's a web-based platform, effectively... Jane can control her screens from her phone, her smartphone? Well, technically you could. Everything is probably a little bit easier to run on a desktop, but you can log in on your smartphone, change in, add new photos, or remove different slides that are, are going to be shown on digital screen. So yes, that as it that is, it's a web-based platform, that can be done, can um, be done. from a mobile device if you wanted to. Yeah, well, and as I said, I um, thanks for the contact with Jane. I've, I've reached out to her and I had to have her on one of our podcasts in the new year talking about what she's done with her screens and how she's finding them. So 
you, you mentioned then the social media arena as yes. well. So, and, and I did like your point there about the fact that, you know, different social media platforms have different target audiences. So okay. whilst a promotional theme or a pharmacy brand might you know, sh uh, show the same, mm -hmm. the message could be worded differently. So in effect, the base template might be the same, but the message might be different to someone on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, et cetera. That's, that's I think, what I'm hearing as well. And, and, the, and the platform allows for the flexibility of this different messaging on the different platforms. Yes, it, it will allow. So we are designing this component out in the product. So this is the evolution. But yes, effectively, you'll have the ability to manage the content that gets distributed to your Facebooks, your Instagrams, and tweak that. Instagram is a very photo-rich, platform and you want to be more vision in terms of what you're, you're publishing out and then you've got your content that you can put below that but um, it's all about drawing that person into some graphics some imagery and some really sharp content so that's important whereas Facebook can be more posty so you might be writing out some more content more heavy rich text but also some visuals behind that so and you've got different tile sizes and what gets posted so you need to think about all that when you're posting for different medium mediums as well yeah Okay, so jumping back on a previous point around the link with the point of sales and yes. systems, I'm going to imagine then that there'll be some stage in the near future the ability to do electronic shelf labels for this platform. Yeah, that's an exciting little thing that we are jumping into now with one of our partners into digital. ESLs have been around for a number of years, but the the challenge has been the the level of technology and they've never really been backed by any commercial grade brands so we are partnered with into digital and from an esl perspective we're working with a group called solemn which is effectively owned by samsung so they are commercial grade digital shelf labels that can be put through stores and it is cutting edge tech so it is about the pharmacies that want to maybe think a little bit differently about how their pricing works in a pharmacy if you're running a 24-hour store, potentially you might be able to run dynamic pricing and flick up your pricing by 5-10% effectively from 9-10 p.m. at night. So different opportunities that can exist in that space. It is very new to the pharmacy space. I have seen those the little tags through the IGAs of the world and uh, from, from years ago, but this is a beautiful little design which is effectively like a Kindle sort of look where you've got that nice little paper field not a screen in they're full battery operated ESLs so they last I think seven to ten years I believe it is oh, okay wow yeah so it's pretty powerful tech fully waterproof not that important in a pharmacy world but they're <laughs> waterproof in freezers but there are yes. a couple of fridges for a couple of the biocidical type stuff so yeah there are some added benefit there too Okay, so I'm assuming or imagining that this is something you'll be rolling out in 2021 then with a, with a couple of um, prospect customers and clients. Yes. Just just on that point again, so the actual tags themselves um, obviously have a lithium or some high-powered battery in them that, that means that there's it's not like you have to get power uh -huh. to a gondola or a wall. Correct. But, but I would imagine there's also some kind of security of these tags in terms of affixing them to the shelf because uh, kids love picking things up off the they shelf do. in the pharmacy. <laughs> so how's that all being handled? It is, it is a rollout process. So effectively, at the moment, you might have strips and plastic strips with your little uh, inserts and your pricing in those. And I'm talking about the shelf price labels, those little uh, labels. Paper ones, yeah? Yeah, little paper labels. So we... To roll this out, we effectively have to remove those plastic strips off the shelf edge, clean those out, and install some new strips, which 
have some rails in these and you attach the ESLs to those and, if, yeah. and you have a little key that's a, unable to remove them. So once that's all fixed, you can't really yank them off the shelf. It's more about okay. you need the key to unlock those and remove them yeah. from the shelf. Yeah, and, and I think I liked your point before. Effectively, these are controlled live by the point of sale system. So so if there was a 24-hour pharmacy and, and they wanted to have a different price point, you know, from, as you said, after 9 p.m. at night, you know, whether it's um, sunset to sunrise, there, mm-hmm. there, there could be a different pricing structure for 24-hour trading overnight or something like that versus daytime, given, given that the cost could be variable as well. Now, I think the industry might find that interesting to yes. but it would be a good would be a good discussion point because it i'm sure be. yeah. i'm sure there's some national and international retailers out there that would potentially be doing this and Correct. we don't realize it so mm. when you're looking for something at two o'clock in the morning whether it's a kebab or a, or a cough and cold medica- medication you're really not shopping on price are you no you're not and it's an interesting conversation we've had this with many people and it wasn't effectively raised by um, someone in a conversation i thought mm, interesting idea but how would the market take that and then also would the pharmacist be willing to do that at their store level and that's that's questions for the pharmacist and the groups themselves but yeah it is it is there it's available and it's something that could be done yeah okay look um andrew we're coming to the end of our time this morning but that's been a really interesting insight we'll include as i said in the show notes a link to your linkedin page for anyone that's uh, interested in touching base with you yeah a a link to your the shopfront solutions web page is there any last minute points before we wrap up that uh, you wanted to kind of highlight or talk about um, with our listeners today well i think it's been a really good chat so thanks for having me on scott in terms of the shopfront, it is, a, it is a growing platform and we are growing in the space. And I think one of the, the key things for us is we are solely focused on pharmacy. It is a pharmacy platform. We work with pharmacy partners and people within, within the industry. And it's important for us to, to serve the pharmacy industry in the right way. And to do that, we've um, effectively niched in this space. And, and why we've done that is because now we can better serve the community itself and, and we know what the community needs from a user's perspective but we're always learning from our users from head offices that we work with and how we can better evolve what we're doing in pharmacy you mentioned it earlier on we're pretty tech savvy i would agree with that and i i think there's a lot of opportunity in this space to bring more technology into the space it's something we are exploring from a business perspective how can we bring some more innovative technology to shift the way people are one, operating their pharmacies and two, communicating to farm, to their customers and, and to their consumers. So it's an exciting space to be in. It's an evolving space. There's a lot of always talk about legislative changes and all these things that are occurring in the space. But uh, it is a space that I thoroughly enjoy being involved in and looking forward to bringing some more technology evolution to the industry. Cool. No, that's a, a really good wrap up. Um, Andrew, that's almost saved me having to say anything. So on that note, thank you very much for your time today. And uh, I look forward to chatting potentially again in the new year and seeing what other evolutions have come as a result. No, thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series, or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.